Hey, all you commies. This is In The Mood. Where we're changing perspectives each episode at a time. All right, all right, all right. So we've got a new week, a new episode. So to all you communists. A new beer and a new joint to spark up to listen to this bomb-ass podcast. Exactly. So sit down, chill out, roll you one, drink, pour you up one, and get ready. Speaking of pouring up, let's just let's just dive. Let's get in the meat of this right here. Well, what exactly what are we, we having today? What are we drinking today, on guys? this fine Sunday evening? It's a fine Sunday evening, a fine fall Sunday evening. We are sitting here drinking a Washington apple, or a.k.a. a Washington's farewell. Because after a few of these, it'll be fairly well to you. So, in honor of what our, our topic that we're going to get to today, we're talking about originalism, but it's in honor of our Uncle James. Because he, he introduced me to this drink he would you know what the he, the beach. He, he would want us to have this yes sitting there plastered and, on the beach yes and you know what the matter matter of fact it's not about because for the for the viewers you don't know our our uncle james he was the most conservative man you'll probably ever meet the most conservative man you'll ever meet 100 percent. but you know what i respected the hell out of him because he would hear you out even if he disagreed with you and he would respect your opinion even if he didn't agree Golly, that sounds like a lot like Washington is not doing. It's a complete opposite. It's exactly, and I found it very ironic that we're drinking a Washington apple tonight because during Washington's farewell address, he warned about what's going on right now. He warned against political parties. He warned against And he warned about just polarity. And also he warned about if you just drank too many of these, you'd just be fucked up. It's not always a bad thing. Time depends on the kind of night. Time and place. Exactly. Time and place. Time and place. So, what is um, anything new this week that's happened with us? So, <laughs> let me, let me, I, this has just been, it's been on my heart, man. It's been. <laughs> you just got, it's just been sitting on your heart. Yeah. You just need to test 30 it. minutes later, it's been sitting on my heart. <laughs> well, it's about time to go eat lunch. Is anybody, <laughs> uh, anybody, oh, you got, you got one more thing to say? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay well, let's hear it. Let's hear so, it. So, uh, just, just for all the viewers here, I, I, I work as a uh, sermon, yeah, my Sunday college. sermon <laughs> for all for all these all these uh, listeners here. I take care of people for a living, so you know. Of <laughs> course, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as an example, you know, I I was trying to get out the last hour of work, you know, because it was right at the home stretch, and I had to find hypothetically, speaking, hypothetically yeah, yeah, of course, like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm right, I'm on a one, so. It was about an hour left, and I was like, "Man, Zach, what do you need to do to bypass this day, make make this a little faster?" So, you know, you know, all these uh, these people, if they're uh, meted up, or you know, or if they're <laughs> so they've been put down for the evening. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have been, uh, so, you know, how they say, uh, slipped you one in their little sandwich or something. <laughs> they've been sedated for the, week, for the night. <laughs> I want to get sedated. And, you know, I just, this, this old man, he was, he, he was snoring. No, he was actually, he was mumbling in his, in, in his, in his speech here. So I was like, you know what? I'm, my phone's about dead and I don't need to waste the battery anymore. So I might as well do how they did before cell phones and just entertain, yourself. entertain myself. <laughs> and so what I did, I see where this is going. so what, so what happened was, what happened? Uh, you know, he, the, this this patient, has, you know, he he was he was he was medicated, man. He he was having a great time, and he was just mumbling, you know, like in uh, the movie Shaun of the Dead, 
whenever they try out the, uh, the he goes, <laughs> when, when they're trying out the, the new zombie, try and find out how to walk like them and all that yeah. stuff. And, and like, you know, every once in a while, about, about like every 30 minute and a half, he'd go, eh, eh. <laughs> and you know what I would do? I would, I would do it right back at him. <laughs> I, was, I was communicating with him. This was like our, yeah, this was like a, it was like a soul to soul meeting. I was going, eh. and, he, and, and then, and then a minute and a half later, he'd go, eh. Eh. <laughs> I could feel the pain, and, and, and I think he was having a nightmare. All, all the struggles that he yeah. had in his life. I think he was going, I think he was having a little nightmare. So. You know, like when a dog is sleeping, and it's like, it's just like twitching, and it's like it's running. And but, it's his, it, but, but, but the patience was, uh, it, he sounded like a zombie, and I was like, you know what? Either a zombie or he was training a ship. <laughs> and so, mm. that that right there, I just, we kept on, kept in communication for the rest of that hour. That whole hour. How do you say bye to him? <laughs> and then, and then I. Nightfucker. I'd be like, toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> toodaloo. <laughs> what about, uh, we were talking about earlier today, Zoidberg. Yes. What was that about? He, okay. Oh. Yeah. That's who Mitch McConnell looks like is, is Zoidberg. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you seen the picture of him wearing a mask? He looks like that guy off of uh Oh, what is it? Shit. He sa- he sounds like Zoidberg to begin. No, with. he looks like Zoidberg with his neck. You no, know what I mean? He looks like Franklin. No, he no. Looks he like looks Franklin like Zoidberg with his neck cuz you know how Zoidberg had had those tentacles Ooh. dangling, yeah. And the way he talks and shit. And the way he would talk about, like, dude, you're just so irrelevant right now. We're not going to pass Oh, did I show you the video of him when he was having the uh, debate with the challenger? She goes, well, Mr. McConnell, the Senate passed or the House of Representatives passed a coronavirus bill back in May. And you know what y'all did? You sat on it and refused to vote on it. He just goes. And he's like, he looks like that kid that got caught like shitting himself. And it's like somebody catches him or slipping a fart in the uh in the class, or yeah, sitting right class. beside him, blaming it on somebody yeah, else. He's like trying to blame it on somebody else. Like, <laughs> and it's just like he had the most maniacal, evil laugh because he's like, "I don't give a fuck about anybody, but you're right. But I'm gonna get away with it too." But it was just hilarious to see, and it's like, but he really does look like Zoidberg, and he acts, he acts like him too. Yes, but so regarding to the whole gist of this episode, what what are we starting? What what do you what's been laid on your heart? <laughs> My Sunday sermon, <laughs> you know, over this last week. We've Besides been, communicating with dead people and far beyond, into the into the, the beyond, in the great beyond, the great beyond. I uh, this week it's just really been put on my heart this travesty that is the Supreme Court nomination process this over this last couple of weeks. For many reasons. The first thing is we are at 219,000 deaths in this country over the last seven months. And instead of debating and passing a coronavirus bill, who the Democrats... That's been shot down how many times? The Democrats have passed three different bills. All three, the Senate has refused to vote on. Even President Trump, because he's desperate for anything good before this election that doesn't deal with... Never mind. But he's just desperate for anything good. He even said that he would 
pass the coronavirus bill that are signed, the coronavirus bill that the Democrats passed. But Mitch, the turtle McConnell, has refused. He saved the day. He saved the day. He goes, no, we will not be kicking up this debt anymore. We're not going to debate it. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to pass the Supreme Court nomination. We're going to pass it. The majority of the United States uh, voters are like, we need this bill. The majority of the people in this country, they're like, we're hurting. And he's like, no, you're not. But you're still going to vote for me. And literally, he refuses to vote on anything strictly because the Democrats, the Democrats are giving them a present. Right. Two weeks before the debate or the election, if you pass this, that will look good for the Republicans. And he's like, no. So I think, honestly, I think Mitch McConnell realizes that Trump is on the edge of losing. And so he's like doing anything he can to keep the majority. Because all of a sudden they're worried about deficits. And all of a sudden they're worried about the debt. Because they say, oh, it's going to cost too much. But the you know $2 trillion tax cut a few years ago, they didn't care about that. But, you know, we, we got to protect the debt. It's just like they're trying to go back to being the Tea Party. And it just it blows my mind. It blows my mind, the complete idiocy of it. But, yeah, they're pushing through the Supreme Court nomination right now. Now, for, refresh everybody exactly who the Supreme Court nomination is and, like, why it is such a big deal. So, almost, ex- oh, a month ago today, God rest her soul. RBG passed away. That 87-year-old woman, she held out. She held out as long as she could. And when she passed, it was one of those, well done, my good and faithful servant. You held out as long as you could, but they got you. And she held out. And so, but she ended up passing, so they had to, of course, break precedent and be dead set on, you know, a power grab of passing or confirming a new Supreme Court justice. So, they chose Amy Coney Barrett, who is about as far right as you can get. Who wears cotton panties. <laughs> she wears cotton <laughs> panties. She probably has puffy nipples, too. But she wears cotton panties. What, what, what made you – did you look that up or something? Sorry. No. I, is that some kind of search history you need to delete real quick? I, it's, it's just been laid on my heart. You just know? You I just, just know. I, I'm, I, I can just sense it. She has cotton panties. Or something that, you know, like CNN would probably put try, as a scare tactic or something. For them. CNN, really? CNN or – NBC. Is that fake news? She's such a mean monster. She actually fact-checked me during this town hall. She's so mean. She's a monster. That is the rudeness of the left side. The radical socialist. Radical. We don't want our country going to socialism. We will not be a socialist state. Doug Jones is a socialist. Doug Jones, he is about as far from being a socialist as you can get. But anyway, I digress. Um, We'll get to that later. So Amy Coney Barrett, she is about as far right as far right can get. She was a judge for the last like two years, maybe. She's like 48. So That's honestly (laughs) relatively young. Yeah, and that's what's scary is because... Uh, Who the fuck wants an old white lady, an old... White lady stuck in her ways, trying to rule the laws of the land of the United States. No, what I'm States. saying is, that's my no, that's, that's that's my point. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, somebody 48 years old, that is 40 years. If she lives to be as old as RBG was, 40 years she'll be on the Supreme Court. So 40 years she'll be shaping judicial law. That is terrifying. 
That is absolutely terrifying. But let me counteract this to you. Like, what about like, like you said? Why is it as an example that Joe Biden has refused to answer if the uh, if they're trying to pack the Supreme Supreme Court, you know, or trying pack? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's because just the terminology of that makes it sound like it's something horrible or radical. Yeah, but the thing is, it hasn't been changed since the early 1900s. And what's what's why no, change it? Why why change it if it hasn't worked? If if it works, you know what I mean. It's been expanded multiple times throughout our nation's history. Yeah, that. But like recently, up to now, like it's there's a reason why it's worked like that. So that why should our Supreme Court should a five four decision determine laws that will change people's lives? Like literally, the week after the election, they're going to be debating the uh, American Affordable Care Act, whether to do away with Obamacare or not. That's 30 million people that could lose their insurance. And that's going to be debated the week after the Are election. Are you sure you're not fl- uh, inflating those numbers? Uh, no, this thing called facts. Uh, it's a crazy concept. It's kind of like science, you know? It's like when people do research, we actually fucking see that there are e- there's evidence to back it up instead of just making a claim like, we're going to pass the coronavirus bill and China's going to pay for it. How the fuck is that going with the wall so far? Has Mexico paid for the wall? No. We have over 400 miles of wall built already. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, um, so yeah, and so this is like major, major stuff that's happening that is being determined by a lady who she had, she'll be confirmed a week after the election. Is she going to take part in these debates? She would have been on the Supreme Court less than two weeks. So how'd you feel about like their whole confirmation hearing of her and like the notes she took? Oh, sweet Jesus. Well, she took no notes. She does not have any notes ready. So that showed that she is just ready. Well, yeah, it's easy to when Ted Cruz is asking you, so who does the laundry in your house? The actual fuck are you talking about, Ted Cruz? Like Ted Cruz, I know is a shitty piece of shit human being, but like they're just completely making a mockery of this whole process you have democrats like cory booker and kamala harris mamala harris asking her you know how will you rule on roe v wade how will you rule on this actual questions of the law and then you've got republican senators going how do you do it being a mom in the supreme court and being a judge how do you do it or you got uh who was it john corin from texas going uh, who, 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 uh, your kids, do you, do, do you play any instruments? Does your kids play any instruments? How many languages do you know? This is oh, someone that's going to be, deter- they're just, you know, it's like just spitting in the face of all the people who actually care about this process or care about the integrity of the Supreme Court. That would be like me, you wanting to do brain surgery on me because I'd have to have a tumor removed from my brain. And instead of asking, you know, have you ever done this surgery before? I go, so who did you pick to win last week? How about that Bama game? How about that Bama game? Literally, it's like, that's the equivalent of it. And it's just, it's it's enraging because the Republicans know that they're going to pass her. They know it. And they're just, it's just like, they're just making a mockery of this whole process. And I mean, you know, they refused to pass Merrick Garland back in 2016 after Antonin Scalia died. And now they said, 
hear us right now. The reason we're not passing them is because nobody needs to have a Supreme Court justice uh, confirmed during an election cycle. And so now there's an election cycle going on and they don't, they don't even care. Like uh, Lindsey Graham, he don't even care. He's literally just going, you know what? We're going to pass her because we want to. And it's, I really think the chickens are going to come home to roost, Bobby. Why you say that? Because he, he's now losing in his Senate race to an incumbent, which is huge. And also, as an example, what about these old fuckers? Like, as an, you have Cotton, uh, Mitch McConnell. No, 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 also Mitch McConnell. And then you have I, I'm, Pelosi and Schumer, as an example. Yeah, even for the Democratic side. Yeah, even the Democrats. I see both sides need to get the fuck out. You, you know why? Because, yes, you know why? Because I don't think a 65 to 70 year old congressman or woman is up to date on Ooh. how life is today. Ooh. Bernie is 78. But you know what? He's the hippest motherfucker I could possibly think of. He's ready. He's ready. Okay. He's that we dude. Need a political revolution. That dude is going to literally live till he's about 110. He must go through a set of teeth a week with how much he must have to grind his teeth. He must go through like a set a week. Because <laughs> you know they don't have, you know, because you know he don't have real teeth. He has dentures. Because he's grinded, he's grinded through all of them. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> social, <laughs> Medicare for all. New taxes. Make America great again. <laughs> Mr. Sanders, that's your fifth pair this week. <laughs> I bet him at home with his wife. He just he just ra- he just rambles back and forth. You know what's the best part? I bet he just talks to himself and not even her the whole time. He's like she he's like Bernie. Cut cardboard cutout of her that she just sits over on the couch <laughs> and she goes about her day just walking around. And he's like, you know what? I gotta tell you. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Jenny. All right. This has been on my mind. It's since... on my heart. Okay. <laughs> and she says, "She says, sweetie, you've said this every day for the past forty years. We've been married. You know what? We're gonna keep saying it till they pass it because we need a revolution. We need Obamacare. We need Trump out of office. We... My friends, I come to you again in the time of need. I need your donations. <laughs> the democracy. We are in peril." Right. I'm gonna be like Bernie. Yeah. I'm a, you know what I was saying? I'm gonna be like Bernie. You need my donations. You need to look at your house, and you need to sell sell your house for the fucking amount of donations. Really? Because really? I mean, we're talking about all politicians here. We're not talking about Democrat or Republican. Like you can't. You're getting rich off the taxpayers' money. Like, and you know, just as an example, how the Clintons, what was their net net worth before they got in the White House versus after they got out of the White House? Like, come on. Donald Trump's is the only one that's gone backwards because he never had any of it to begin with. But yes, anyway. Yeah, but but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Like, so there's some sort of something nobody's telling us about. You know, how the fuck did they? You're telling me that politicians can be corrupt. Golly, that's almost. You know what? It's almost like swept under the rug. Like nobody believes that. So, so going back to what you were saying, I agree. People need to be kicked out of office if they've been there. Too yes. Long or they're not doing shit. Like Pelosi, you know like Schumer. Pelosi? Uh-uh. Uh, his name is Sadith Shakara. Good luck winning already by the name. Somebody's going to just immediately, your far-right people are going to be like, no. Wait, well, you know, he they live in San Francisco, so no Republican even runs. So it's it's literally a progressive running against a Democrat. So it's, it's about who can get the more most progressive, in a sense? Well, no, it's like who's going to actually get elected. They just... He's progressive. She's a moderate. And so the country as a whole 
is trending left as a whole. Our or is that just the mainstream media? Mainstream media is not left. The mainstream media is 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 favorably left. No. Over the far right, yes. The mainstream no. media is yes. Show me any proof of that. Well, what makes you think that you you're trying to tell me that I'm you think that country public, as a whole, yes, our country as a whole, the younger generation that's now coming in because the boomers are booming out. So yeah, the younger generation is coming in. We are more left leaning. More open-minded and politically liberal. Yes, younger people. Yeah, yeah. not. We're not even talking about forty-year-olds because you know, as an know, example. That's too. what I'm saying. But our generation is starting to slowly take power because we're coming of age. You know, I'm like 26, so I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. My hairline says God, 40. You're old. You're old. My, as hairline, shit. my hairline says 40, but my age is 46. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyway, um, <clears throat> oh, I could have made a mean joke right now, but I'm not. I'm going to hold that one in. I'm going to save it for later if I need it. Save it for another grilling session. I'm locked, cocked, and ready. But uh, Pistol Pete's ready to shoot. <laughs> and miss every shot. And the hair on your neck will stand up. Johnny Cash. But anyway. um, So, yeah. Anyway, getting back to all that we're saying. Yes, the old fucks need to go. Yes, because the Democratic Party is not moderate. They're not. God, but, you know, what would you, like, as an example, you just hurt. Sleepy Joe's heart saying that. He has the most progressive agenda of any. And he's a moderate. Comment. Yeah. And that, but I, I've said from the beginning, he's not my first. Choice. No, we know that. Yeah. But we're just talking. We're, it's. But I think he is a bridge to a more progressive future. I wish he would have chosen a more progressive candidate. Because wise, I, you figured Kamala Harris is the definition of, ooh, she's a woman. And that's the first thing that people think of. Like, yeah, that's, you know. But she was. A prosecutor. Why, like, as in, why do you think he would choose her whenever she convicted people for senseless, petty safe. drug? Safe. How is that safe? Safe. Because people want to go back to air quotes normalcy, and she's a moderate, a uh, liberal moderate. I mean, is that is she toeing the line in a sense? She toes the line, and so yeah, they want to return to normalcy. Bernie was too radical. Uh, who is it? Keisha Lance Bottoms, way too la- radical. Um, who else? Who was it? Uh, shoot. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Well, now he's a moderate. Really? Yeah. He started out as a very progressive candidate. What made, what made him go? Once the election started, he flew to the middle. What made him, you think? He wanted to get elected. Well, see how that turned out. Yeah. Him and his part, him and his little partner Alfonso, you know. Chest. Chest. So anyway. <laughs> Excuse. Anyway. So, um, the whole original intent of this episode was to talk about the absolute fuckery that is Amy Coney Barrett's beliefs on the Constitution. So she's. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Were you going to say just the amount of hypocrisy in? The far right in general. Well, yeah, the far right in general is just a walking hypocrisy, one after another. But, I mean, they've shown that this year once after another, after another, after another. I'm pro-life. But we'll get to that. So, the whole reason that she was nominated is she's what's called an originalist. So, an originalist, they believe that they should rule any kind of Supreme Court case based on how the Constitution was written in 1787. But what they fail to realize is that times evolve. People evolve. 
and the Constitution needs to reflect that evolution. Evolution. They need to reflect that evolution, that growth in humanity. The Constitution is a living, breathing document. It changes. It's just like uh, like a Google Doc. Every time you type in it, God, you made you know what you did. You made Tim Cook's like fucking heart murmur a little bit oh. when you said Google. You're like, oh. oh. That's nothing. That's nothing. A little iPhone can't fix. Hey, they they go with it. No, he's fine with Google. He doesn't like Microsoft. Ah, yeah, he's fine with Google. He don't like if I would have said Word. Oh, ooh, Microsoft. So yeah, so she's all for being an originalist. So in her mind, everything that she rules is based on how things were in 1787, how the document was written at that time. It shouldn't change. What I find ironic is if she really wants to be that way, she shouldn't even be nominated for the court because in 1787, women were considered property of their You hear that? You were a piece of property. You were considered a piece of property to your husbands. If you were black, you were enslaved and not a citizen. Minority in general. Yes, if you were Native American, you were not a citizen. If you did not own land and you were white, a white male, and you didn't own land, you couldn't vote either. You weren't considered a citizen. So, as an example, you could live in an apartment back then in the slums. They didn't really have apartments. Back you, then. you know what I mean? No, no, I'm talking about like even the 1800s. Like, at, like you could live in the slums in New York. You know, like the movie Gangs of New York, as an example. You know how like there's slums and things changed by that time. What, what I'm saying is, in 1787. If you rented land, if you were like a land a renting uh, farmer and you didn't own land, yeah, that's what, that's the gist vote. of what I was trying to so understand. Yeah, who had the power to vote then? Rich old people, the elites, the elite old white men, and it's like so. It's almost like the Constitution was written in a way to protect their interest. <gasps> Crazy concept, right there. So, so she wants to rule. In a way that women were considered property. So that makes sense why she wants to overturn Roe v. Wade. So she wants to make, she wants to criminalize abortions. All right. And like you say, for the people who don't know, Roe v. Wade is pretty much the abortion bill, right? It's not pro-abortion. It's saying that a woman has control over her own body up into a certain point when it comes to uh, being pregnant. So as an example, it's, if it's just a, a, a combination of cells and not actually actual cells, yeah. clump of cells and not actually growing so trigger limb. warning trigger warning we're about to just get all you pro-lifers we're about to just piss you off royally so, so as an example if at that stage and if it's however many weeks it could be just a clump of cells and not actually forming arms limbs head mm-hmm. all the above is, is what you're getting at right what they're saying is the age of viability the age of viability is about 22 23 weeks so you're pregnant for 40 weeks. So after about 22 weeks, the baby can technically live on its own outside of the body. So anytime before that, the baby cannot survive outside of the body. So they're considered a fetus and not an actual living human being. Not an organ. Uh, it's an organism, but not like a... It's not a, a living human being. It's yeah. a fetus. So that is what Roe v. Wade decided and said that a woman has a right to control her own body. And this, what I get is what's so hilarious to me is the same people that are complaining like, I should not have to give in to government mandates and I should have control over my body about whether I wear a mask or not. 
oh, so you want control over your own body. So a woman should have control over her own body, too. No, that ain't what I meant. Well, that's not just different now. That's different. They, they, they're just talking about communism. They're just talking about communism and, and being sheeple. And I'm like, you, fuck you. That That's my first fuck you of the night. Fuck you, okay? You ignorant fuck. <laughs> but anyway. You fuck. You fuck. You ignorant fuck. So that's the first big thing is she wants to overturn Roe v. Wade. So let's just kind of dive into the hypocrisy of Roe v. Wade real quick, okay? Hey everyone, this is Caleb here from In the Mood for Real History. Now before you get started with this episode, if you haven't heard, I want to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain it to you. First off, being on a teacher's salary, I love that it is free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So we're talking about the hypocrisies of Roe v. Wade. So, you know, just because you are the biggest controversy, I guess, and that kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about next with Doug Jones, is this Roe v. Wade being pro-life and pro-choice. So just as a kind of thing, an aside, I guess you could say, being pro-choice doesn't mean that you're pro-abortion, you know? Golly, you know how many people just shit their pants when you said that? And I hope they did. I hope it was a squirmy, wormy, like, watery shit that just completely <laughs> ruins your panties, your cotton panties. Your okay? cotton panties. <laughs> you and your puffy nipples can go fuck yourself, okay? And so, your training bra. And your training. <laughs> so... <laughs> Being pro-choice does not mean that you're pro-abortion. Nobody is pro-abortion. Nobody's like, yes, I want to, for people to have abortions. Yay. It's called being pro-choice, meaning that just because I may not agree with it doesn't mean that I'm going to try to tell you how to control your body. You know? Crazy concept. Crazy concept. That's all about having free freedoms. Of your liberties, own freedoms you know? and liberties. You know, just like your mask-wearing or non-mask-wearing people. Yeah, and it just blows my mind. Because, you know, being pro-choice just means that you want a woman to have control over her own body. Because, number one, if you're a dude, why should that matter? Because you're not a woman in the first place. Exactly. We won't. As the last time I checked, I was a man. And so the last time I checked, I have no say-so over a woman's body. Because I'll never know what it's like to have a child. I'll never know what it's like to give birth. Yes. Thankfully, I do not. So, (laughs) in return, I'm not going to try to tell them how to control their body. You know? And if you truly are pro-life, I'm not about to get. I'm, it's about my second Sunday sermon here. I was about to. Uh, you know what? I thought you said it's about my second drink in, and then we're going. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my third. Oh, oh no, we're, it's my third drink in. I, I'm going. You know, I'm pulling out my commie flag now. Are you pulling out that uh, the che, the Che Guevara thing? Yeah, I love Che Guevara. He just it was his anniversary of his uh, execution last week. But anyway, um. So being pro-life, if you're really going to be pro-life, then you need to be pro-life after that baby is born. You have to actually give a fuck about the mom and the child after they're And not born. just leave it to social services. And not just gut social services and take away all the funding for social safety net programs, okay? So that means— Is that actually- called actually investing in your 
communities investing in your community and your minority communities exactly. as well and that in return profits everyone yes. because that it's it's, it's a generational wealth you know because you can pass down exactly. your wealth from that kid to their kids exactly. to their kids so it's also called teaching condoms don't be silly wrap your willy we need to quit taking away that stigma that comes with talking about sex and we can't talk about it say abstinence is the way yeah every time did i ever tell you when i was in sixth grade how our changes education was i like how it says changes yes that's so dramatic it's not sex education it's change well i see no changes okay i see no changes says the guy never mind um i never had any hair down there yet i see no changes but anyway um so we're talking about during my sixth grade changes education where it was a week where we didn't have PE. So I was happy because I wouldn't have to do coach slang. Go, y'all do 25 push-ups <laughs> and call it a day. Y'all going to call it a day. We're going to play blue school softball. All right. All right. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing today. I, you know, I, I bet he's probably, I bet he's probably still coaching. He, he retired. I do know that for sure. The Donnie Slate. Hey, rode off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> y'all go play put out. Y'all be good this weekend. Don't you get in no trouble now. He remind me of Marty Huggins. Don't get thrown in the slammer. Don't get thrown in the slammer. You'll catch you a big fish. Because <laughs> I won't come bail you out. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie, but I love you. But anyway. Um, yeah. being In my sex education in sixth grade, they showed us pictures of chlamydia and said, don't have sex. You'll get AIDS and die. It was you know what else? Like you know you know what else he said? He said, "Girl power." Girl power now. <laughs> he was just like, I was like, "You weird fuck," but okay. Um, <laughs> shit. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> there was one time I'll never forget. Me and friends, I won't mention their names, but we were in PE, and we always played dot dodgeball. We gonna play four square. <laughs> Nuke <Nukem. laughs> He thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> we gonna play four square nuke. And he's like waiting on us to like applaud or something. We're <sighs> all just like, Donnie, okay. we played this for every day for we the past played this for like three the past months, six years. But okay. And so he, of course, was sitting his desk. He brought his little old desk that he just left out there for years. He never moved it inside, rain or shine. It sat out there, so it was rusted. And one time, every day he would end up falling asleep during PE. Like, Donnie, is it hard? To, is, is it not that hard to stay up? I know we're not the most interesting fuckers on earth, but damn, Donnie. But he would sit there, and he'd try to sit there and sit up and, like, sit up and sleep. But one time, he just completely face down, head in his arms, <laughs> asleep on the desk. Like, drooling, everything. And it was, like, three minutes till the bell would ring, so we need to go change, you know? I got to put on my axe deodorant before sixth grade, you know, because I was so cool. And that motherfucker wouldn't wake up. And so we started pegging him with the dodgeball to get him to wake up. <laughs> so he said, throwing the dodgeball at him, throwing the dodgeball at him. He never would wake up. <laughs> Finally, we hit him, about four of us hit him at once, and he fell out of his chair. And speaking of turtles... He looked like a fucking turtle lying on his back because he was like, mm. he couldn't. And he was just like laying, like, like a trying, beach turtle. He couldn't get yeah, his arms up. He was up. like a turtle on his back, you know. He was like laying there trying to claw at the ground or air, trying to get up. And I was like, oh, Donnie, I kind of felt bad, but 
you know, I was also in sixth grade. But also so. shared a laugh, too. Yeah, you know, it was many a laugh. But anyway, being pro-life, that was a tangent, but being pro-life means that you give a shit about the baby after it's outside of the womb. So that means funding WIC, funding SNAP, funding social services, funding uh, the kid all the way from being born until they die. So that means social security. That means Medicare. That means Medicaid. That means being against the death penalty if you're pro-life. But it's almost like they're just pro-life until that baby is out of the womb and then they don't give a fuck about it. That is being pro-life right there. But they don't care about any of that. They just want to criminalize abortions by making Roe v. Wade, overturning Roe v. Wade. So, talking about uh, Amy Coney Barrett, to kind of wrap up, the woman could not name all five freedoms guaranteed in the First Amendment, and she wants to be a Supreme Court justice. Can you name them, Zach? Life, love, liberty. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. H. Allah. <laughs> The f- right to uh, I know you're uh, right. The First Amendment, Zach. What are they? I'll give you a hint. First one's freedom of speech. <laughs> Second's pro gun. <laughs> that's that's second amendment. Oh God, you were too busy putting pencils in your hair at this time. I was about to say that that, that was another. Not that was just a, a a day. I just don't remember. Probably freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom to, right to petition, freedom of religion. What's your last one, you know? Uh, no. I know, but I'm just, eh. Freedom of the press. Press. I was going to say press. Because, you know, that's how fucking CNN and Fox News make that's their shit. That's how we're able to do what we're doing right here. Yeah. Or else we'd be thrown in the slammer, man. All right. So, you know, all that to say, she's has no right to be on the Supreme Court. She's being shoved through by the Republicans, and it's just a power grab by the Republicans. So... Hold these senators accountable. And speaking of accountability, we wanted to talk about the fact that a recent poll came out yesterday that showed Doug Jones, Doug fucking Jones. Are you talking about a Democrat in the state of Alabama running against, uh, now remind the people who exactly he's running against. Tommy fucking Tuberville, who was like, if Trump would have had a baby with himself, Tommy Tuberville would be the love guy. He out-popped him. <sighs> kind of like you could be communicating with the old man the other night. <laughs> if like Donald Trump, a gun and a Bible had a baby, that would be Tommy Tuberville. And all the hate mail that we're going to get from that, send it to me. <laughs> That's Tommy Tuberville. And add in a little dash of uh, incest, and that would be Tommy Tuberville. Okay. And a, and a little hit, and, and like a, and it's holding a football too. <laughs> and it can barely hold a football. But yes, he has no political experience, which perfect Trumpian. And he was a failure of a football coach. And he says, You go get your own jobs. He says, Go get a job. Y'all think twelve hundred dollars will change your life. Imagine having a job. Fuck you. That's my second fuck you of the night. <laughs> fuck you, you ignorant fuck. Okay? Like, and not just a normal fuck you. Like, I want it non-lubed, fuck you, okay? Where it's just uncomfortable as possible. I want it Ben Shapiro, dried-ass pussy, fuck you, okay? Because you know how Ben Shapiro, he don't want his wife to have a wet-ass pussy. He wants her to have a dry-ass pussy. I just don't like that wet-ass wet, wet, wet ass P-word. 
as he says it. But like, anyway. dude, you're I will literally like just roundhouse your ass. Roadhouse. But anyway. So all that to say, Doug Jones, incumbent incumbent senator from Alabama, forty eight. Tommy Tuberville, forty seven. In the latest poll of eight hundred and one most like or likely voters in Alabama. That is a amazing statistic. Because right? everybody figured Doug Jones was going to get blown out the water. In the last poll from a week and a half ago, Doug Jones was behind 12 points. And now he's up one. Imagine that. That is a huge... And it's this close to election time anyway. And it's two weeks from the election. Well, there's already voting going on. Think about it. There's already voting going on. It's been going on in Alabama for the last two weeks. So what would people say? Like, What, what are you going to say about the whole... Speaking of the whole voting thing, hold like, on. We got let's let's finish up with Doug Jones first. That's a major one. I don't want to lose. I know the millions and millions of our audience right now. We want to finish up of mood members. A mood member. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like what is it? Uh, all the different. We're we're in like our own little VIP section. Kiss has like the Kiss Army. We have the mood, mood members. members. The mood. Me- <laughs> I fucking like that. The mood members. <laughs> Let's uh let's let's take a temp check of the mood members over here. How are y'all feeling today? Ooh. <laughs> Give me a hoo hoo. Or you know what? Or or you know you know what our our tendency is, is like that one person at the WNBA basketball game. Really? <laughs> really? Okay, Kelly Loeffler. Okay, I'm gonna call you Kelly Loeffler from now. You know who that is? They're like, woo! Why do you gotta use that WNBA? They try so hard. They're like, and they make more money than you. Hey, everybody makes more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, beat you at your own game, buddy. <laughs> Fun fact I don't make none to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 48 47 with two weeks to go. Do you know how monumental this would be if he manages to win this election? So, what, what would be the outcome if, let's say, Doug Jones wins this one? Well, that's what 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 do you foresee? Like, Democrats, if you are a bet man, if if that happens, I would literally I will walk out into the middle of the Lakeshore Drive, squat and take a shit <laughs> in the middle of like I'll go <laughs> hell I'll even make it better I'll go on two eighty <laughs> I'll go on two <laughs> I'll stand right there before you turn onto the interstate. No, no, you need to do it right by the summit. Five o'clock traffic, all those fucking <laughs> conservative moms that don't work. Drive by, and I'm just going to shit. Right you said there. conservative moms that don't work, that live off their husband's money. You're damn right. You're damn right. <laughs> Who is going up to pick up their uh, their weekly Xanax prescription? <laughs> they they, the you, know why? you know why? Because they can't deal with life. They got to go pick up their Valium. Their Valium and their Xanax. Because they can't deal with life. Life's yes. just so rough. Because of all them damn undocumented illegal aliens. I just can't deal with it. <laughs> but yes, I will shit right in the middle of 280. If this happens, hold me to it, okay? I will walk out there. I will hold it for like two days, too, so it's going to be like, hey, sh- spray. <laughs> spray it on a car. I'm spraying for America, okay? That's you're spraying for, for freedom is what you're doing. <laughs> Feces for freedom is what we're going to call it. So, yeah, this would be monumental because it would make it so much easier for the Democrats to maintain to get a majority in the Senate. Because everybody thinks that Alabama's going to flip back to the Republicans. But we won't let it happen. Because we will win. So like you say, let's go to the other side. Let's say, what would you, what do you foresee happen if Doug Jones loses? 
then the Republicans go, God wanted us to win. We got it. So no, like, so, like what happens after they win though? Like, let, let's say they 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 do if win. they win. Yeah, what happens? Doug Jones. Well, see, what's interesting is Joe Biden. If he wins, will most likely if Joe if Doug Jones loses, God forbid he loses. Um, Doug Jones will most likely become the Attorney General because a lot of there's a lot of tie or connections saying that uh, Joe Biden would want. What what would he do good as an attorney general? He would be the number one lawyer in the nation. What Bill Barr does now, he will choose who to prosecute. He can choose to decriminalize marijuana, all of that kind of stuff. He can end the death penalty, all of that. There's so many, any investigation that needs to happen in the United States, the attorney general is in charge of. And he is the top attorney, like prosecutor, that helps kind of influence the district courts and all that kind of stuff. So, like, big big momentum changer, right? Huge. Huge. It's a very huge momentum changer. But if he wins his election, then it'll go towards helping make a majority of Democrats in the Senate. Okay, but all right, but right. I'm, I'm fixing to flip, flip this one. Mm-hmm. So what would happen – Okay, so what would happen if Doug Jones won but Trump won? Like what? What would you? What would happen? Okay. It would depend. Would the Democrats get the majority in the Senate? But didn't you say that that would that could be a key factor if Doug Jones got elected? Yeah, he could be like that last because to have the majority, and especially if Trump wins, we need to have fifty-one senators because Mike Pence would be the tiebreaker because he's the president of the Senate. What a shitty tiebreaker! He would be the most boring, just bland. I, I sit at home and I watch. Could you imagine him being a one night stand? That would be the most boring one night stand you've ever had in your life. I gotta ask mother if it's okay to fuck you, but I gotta put a sheet over you too because I can't see you. No, it's a bag. A bag. Oh no, a sheet too, like the Amish do. They they fuck with a sheet in between them. Do you not know that? Whatever floats your boat, man. Interesting, but uh, anyway, so there's so many myths that come with Doug Jones. The two big ones that I've and seen. And you know what? I think it's time to debunk them. Let's debunk some myths. Take a sip first, though. I need to take a sip. Went out, pinky out. When in doubt, pinky out. Did you say went out? When in doubt, pinky out. There you go. So the two big myths around Doug Jones is abortion and gun rights. God, you know what? You just made some far-right conservatives shit their pants with the gun rights. Good. I hope that they really just squirted themselves and not in a good way. So, let's talk about the abortion and gun rights, okay? Are you ready? Yes. So, the first one, it says, do you believe that a woman has a right to an abortion? This was a interview questions given to, from the Montgomery Advertiser. So, the Montgomery is the capital of Alabama, of for course. all of you yeah. who, do not know, who do not know. I'm not just checking your geography. I was about to say, man, I, I fucked up earlier, but you know what? I, I still, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, there's a horse in this fight, man. There's there's a horse in this I'm race. Swing. I'm, I'm going to go down swinging. So, um, Doug Jones and Tommy Tupperbull were both sent these list of questions regarding abortion and gun rights last Thursday, Okay. Of course, this tells me everything I need to know about who I support. Doug Jones responded to every single one. Guess how many Tommy Tuberville responded to? How many? That's a big zero. Could not, would not respond. 
So the first one was, do you believe that a woman has a right to an abortion? And Doug Jones says, you know what? There's a lot of disagreements, but I'd respect the dignity and rights of women and their ability to make decisions about their health and body. I do not believe that we can simply discuss abortion without also discussing women's health and the various stages of pregnancy. She said, or uh, Doug Jones has said, I've always maintained that abortion is a deeply deci personal decision between a woman, her healthcare provider, and her God. And I agree with the U.S. Supreme Court decisions that have affirmed that safe and legal access to a abortion is a woman's constitutional right in the early stages of pregnancy. So what about all the people that say, you know, regarding that, the, the, they, they go in there and they cut the baby in half and take it out limb by limb and all that shit. Like, you think that's just a whole bunch of malarkey? That's a whole bunch of malarkey. No, well, think about this. So then every, I'm not a expert on pregnancy because I'm a man. Yeah. But isn't it, I just find it ironic that they're okay with that, but they're okay, or they're not okay with that, but they're okay with the death penalty, which is literally murdering a human being. For the crimes they committed in the same, yeah, I could see that. But pro-life, if you're pro-life, then you cannot take somebody's life. There, aren't there? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, aren't there different? But there's levels to the shit, right? How? How? Pro-life means that you are pro-life. You are not for taking another human's life. I thought it's just during pregnancy. If you are, I'm just saying, if you're pro-life, life means living. So you're just pro-life until the baby's born. So then the life doesn't have as much meaning. Do you see the hypocrisy of it? Yeah, but it's a bit, but it's something to get behind, though, in a sense. Like, I could see how somebody would support that. So, what I'm saying is, Doug Jones does not, he's not pro abortion. What he's saying is, you know, I, I can't, I, it's not my, it's, it's not, not my body. Yeah, to I understand. A woman's, what I believe may not necessarily be what everybody else believes. Right. And he goes with the Alabama state law which says that abortion is legal up until 23 weeks in, in Alabama. In Alabama, in the Bible Belt. Yes. So all you people that are like, Democrats want to make abortion legal. They want to kill our babies. They don't kill babies up till birth. Fuck you, first off, for believing everything you see on Facebook. And B, Alabama has been run by Republicans for the last 30 years. So if they really wanted to overturn abortion, what would they do? They could have done it already. They had super majorities, but they didn't because it's a election issue. So do your what, what other questions were they asking? So it says, uh, let's see, what restrictions and he said, what restrictions would you make to abortion? Does a woman have a right to an abortion in the case of a medical emergency or pregnancy caused by rape and say, yeah, and sexual assault? So he said, you know what? You're asking the exact same question that is the state law. I oppose... So pretty much just answering the same yeah. question over and over. He says, I oppose late-term abortions, which are extremely rare to begin with. So he said, I actually support the fact that um, a woman... Has the right abortion, to her own body, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a right to her own body, but late-stage abortions are illegal. So anything after 23 weeks... Is murder. Is murder except for the cases of rape, incest, and endangerment to the life of the mother, which Republicans back. 
So it's almost like they're just using uh, scare tactics. And what I thought was funny was he then went on to say he just completely shaded all the Republican fucks. And he said, given the nature of the false attacks that have been leveled against me, let me repeat one more time for everybody really slowly. I am not in favor of late-term abortions, and I am not in favor of using taxpayer dollars to fund abortions. Like he just completely just roasted everyone right there, but in a so let me ask way. so let me ask you this: when when he says using the taxpayers' money to defund to to use against abortion, what about a Planned Parenthood in the sense is that, is that the same thing or no? Is he talking about like with that whole situation? Okay, so Planned Parenthood. They do get government funding, but do you know where the majority of their money goes towards? Healthcare for women that don't have healthcare. So like mammograms, condoms, uh, any kind of helpful surgeries for women. So he kind of so so was I right in a sense? Did he kind of backstep on that a little bit because he because as an example he he backs late torrent uh, he doesn't agree with late term abortions i'm but correct right parenthood doesn't isn't just about abortions yeah i know but the but the whole system of that would be defunded in general though like they could, wouldn't defund planned parenthood no because planned parenthood only a small percentage of their funding goes towards abortions a very minute percentage but they've just become the poster child of it because if republicans need somebody to blame so no but anyway, so they're talking about the next thing was what everybody in Alabama can't wait to talk about gun rights. So the first question said, do Americans have a right to own a gun? And what do you think Doug Jones is going to say? Yes. We got to take all their guns away. I'm coming to each. That, that's my, he should have said, he, he needs to say yes. So he said, yes, the right to bear arms is enshrined in the constitution as the second amendment. But just as Justice Antonin Scalia, who all conservatives think is their God, recognized the right to bear arms under the Second Amendment, like all other constitutional rights, has limitations based on public safety. Which means you have a right to own a weapon, but you don't have a right to walk around in a public area with the fucking AK-47. That's what it's saying. But I mean, I, but you can technically do that because it's your right. I mean, you can do what you would. That's already... But the Supreme Court ruled in the Heller decision in 2002 or 2012, one of the two, that you have a right to a, own guns to an extent, which means you don't have a right to go into a movie theater with an AK-47. Like that. You see what I mean? Kind of like you can't go into a plane and yell bomb because it could cause chaos, which could cause injury. Right. So your freedom of speech is limited. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Okay. So he said, I wouldn't want anyone to vote against my right to bear arms or take my guns away. I've also worked with the Senate to keep our hunting traditions alive, especially as it relates to stopping the spread of chronic wasting disease. Da, da, da. So just right there, he's saying, while the, he said there's certain common sense steps we can take to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people who would inflict violence on our communities. Yeah, there's simple but, steps, yeah. yeah. So he's saying, I'm pro-Second Amendment. So all these commercials that you see are complete bullshit. Saying that Doug Jones wants to make abortion legal up until... And take Earth, your guns. And he's going to come take your guns. No. No. Like, do simple research. 
And it said, what restrictions, if any, do you ha- support on gun ownership? And so Doug Jones has said, I'm on record opposing gun confiscation, mandatory buybacks, or other such programs. So he's gone on record as saying, I am against taking people's guns. But there are those in Congress who oppose even the most common sense gun safety measures such as universal background checks. And he said, I'm also in favor of maintaining the current law that keeps convicted felons from having a gun, especially those convicted of domestic violence. And any, uh, well, shouldn't he kind of say that any nonviolent offenders can own a gun if, if you're in? That's what he said. Violent, convicted, violent felons. Okay, yeah. so in, like as long as you're, as long as it's like nonviolent charges or like yeah. So if you've been convicted of like domestic violence or of a murder versus some versus stealing or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he thinks, I think background checks for gun sales serve an important purpose and should be expanded. He said, for instance, I've been to too many gun shows where I walk in past a table full of new guns in their boxes, but the vendor has a little sign that says private collection. And so if you pretty much these gun show loopholes say that if it's a private collection, that means you can sell to anybody without having to do a background check. So... They're against gun hole loopholes or gun show loopholes. So, are you against gun shows in general? What? Uh, well, would you be against like gun shows just in general? I mean, I don't see the point of gun shows. I mean, people go to them fine, but I don't think you should be able to sell guns at a gun show unless it's through a licensed vendor. If you have the licensed, if you're a licensed vendor, and you can provide and do an accurate gun or uh, background check, sure. But being able to say, have a little tiny sign that says private collection, and you can just sell to whoever walks up without having to do a background you check. You can buy an AK-47. <laughs> exactly. That's how these weapons that have been used in these mass shootings have been used. But then also some of them have legally been purchased. Correct. So this last one I wanted to talk about before we go to our last little debunking was I find very ironic because they always talk about, you know, gun deaths and what about the shootings in Chicago last weekend? So this last question talks about firearm deaths in Alabama. So the question said, according to the Centers for Disease Control in Alabama in 2018, Alabama had the second highest rate of deaths by firearms in the nation, only trailing Mississippi. So in 2017, though, the majority of those deaths in Alabama involved people taking their own lives. So it wasn't people murdering other people. So, it's, yeah, it's not like the first thing people think of. Uh, it's probably the homicide rate. Yes, it said actually 60% of U.S. gun deaths in 2017 were deaths by suicide. So 60% of all people killed in the United States was by suicide, not uh, and that's a whole other topic for a whole other day, yeah, mental health. So. Exactly. And mainly what I wanted to talk about was Doug Jones. He said, you know what? They ask at a congressional level, what would you do to address the state's firearm mortality rate? Like we have the highest gun death rate in the nation. And he said, the first thing you have to do is deal with mental health treatment and providing access to mental health treatment, which means expanding Medicaid. <gasps> and not make it privatized. Exactly. Because if you make it privatized, only certain people have access to such exactly benefits. So it means expanding access to mental health care services. So that means, you know, destigmatizing 
things like come to like depression, PTSD and other mental illnesses, it means it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to get help for people. And we do that by expanding Medicaid and providing that access. So on that note, as an example, what's the difference between how, you know, how hard, like as an example, how these hardcore people say, you know what, 18 year olds today are so soft compared to the 18 year olds back in World War II who was having to fight for the country versus their problems now. Like it's no comparison in the sense, like they were being called to war and drafted versus now the 18 year olds to, to, the younger generation is now bitching about everyday little shit. We're bitching about the shit that y'all started. But the fact that and we're, we're talking about like, like, like as an example, supporting your country and doing all sorts of shit like that. They're like, they're, they were the first ones like an 18 year old, 18 year olds knowing they're okay. going to die. Well, at, uh, and nobody's taking that away from them. But what we're saying is, our generation, we're pissed at our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, because they're the ones who have put us in this situation that we're in. What exactly is the situation, would you say? The fact that they go, well, we used to be able to go to college and pay for it month by, or you know, semester by semester. Well, that's great. But because of y'all and the policies that y'all have put into place, we are having to suffer for it. We have not been in power. We are just now being able to fucking... Be elected to Congress. So how can you blame us for the state that the country's in when y'all are the ones who have been in charge for the last 50 years? Y'all are the ones who have run our debt up. Y'all are the ones who have cut and gutted all of our social services. Y'all are the ones who have been in power. So you cannot blame us. Well, as an example, I mean, that could go to both ways. Like you could say that to the whole career politicians like Joe Biden, like, uh, yeah. I'm not saying it not, not. I'm saying it is. It's our parents and grandparents' generation. He is part of that. They are the ones who put in this country in this situation, and we are left to clean it up. And they're they're bitching at us because why is it that that like in your opinion, given the two sides' perspective, like why is there such hate and resentment towards because one side? They can't take. They're embarrassed and refuse to take blame for what they did. They don't and, want to acknowledge and they and they caused what what what's the overline issue that they caused the issues that are facing our country today never ending wars in the middle east our debt is 26 trillion dollars and counting our nation is unable to function in this pandemic because we have no healthcare system our healthcare system is on the brink thanks to them our education is ranked 22nd in the world now because they've gutted education and wonder why we're falling behind other countries. Our military is policing the world, which they bitch about, but yet they're the ones who have made us into this. They refuse to look at green energy because they're the ones who have put us in this situation by refusing to even acknowledge green technology in the 70s. You know what? As a matter of fact, I think you just need to let all these just hardcore people know exactly your opinion on what Ronald Reagan did whenever Jimmy Carter... Ronald Reagan, Reagan, you know Jimmy Carter and his son smoked a blunt on the hot on the White House roof. But but tell him with who? With fucking Willie Nelson, and what was it called? The Texas Torpedo. The Texas Torpedo. But yet Ronald Reagan, his first day in office, had the green uh, the solar panels ripped off the White House roof and thrown onto the ground. So you cannot blame our generation when y'all are the ones who put us in this situation to begin with. 
So we're trying to clean up your shit show. And, and, and it's, it's an epic shit. And I don't get, like, like why do you want to just put blame on us, like you said, whenever they caused it? Because they don't want to atone or acknowledge that they made any mistakes. It's just like me sitting there and having shit smeared all over the walls and me having shit all over my hands saying, well, I didn't do it. It's obvious. You it's did it. It's obvious that I did it, and I wrote my name in it, too, and I signed it. But then it's like me saying, no, nah, I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Shit? Where? I see no shits. And give no shits. I give no shits. So all that to say, it's just, it's hypocrisy at its finest. And Boomer, sit down, shut up, because we are take it's our time. We've got to clean up your mess and then take care of your ass too, by the way, while we're at it. So it's ridiculous. It's redonkulous. So. And like you said, I don't, I don't understand why... Like you say, boomers have such a hard time, rel- like relinquishing power. You know, because they've had it for so long, they don't want to give it up. Because that would mean they're irrelevant. Mitch McConnell, why do you think he hasn't retired yet? Because he never gets his dick sucked. So he wa- That's the one time that he feels like he has power is when he's in the Senate, just fucking other people over. Because he can't get it up to begin with. So he's like, well, if I can fuck these people over, then I'll feel good. <laughs> I'll feel real good. Oh, my God. Real good. Real good. Fuck you, Mitch McConnell. In case you haven't gathered already, fuck you. In case you haven't got the vibe. Yes. So, any other things? What else you want to talk? You have anything else you want to talk about? Debunking wise. Um, regarding the whole myths about the whole Joe Biden thing, like if he would get elected, he would just completely turn this country upside down. What what, what would you say to that? All these issues that they're complaining about are issues in the current Trump administration. All these things that they, you see in these commercials for Donald Trump saying, this is what Joe Biden's America is going to be. Right. Uh, you can't call the police and all that fuck shit. These are all issues that are images taken from the Trump administration. If you're so horribly against it, why haven't you done anything about it? Oh, wait, that's right, because you would rather just use it as a scare tactic to get reelected. I just, I can't fathom on how he would get reelected, though, based on, like, in, in my opinion, I have not seen my life benefit any bit from Trump being elected. It's... And I, and I can't really talk shit about Obama because I wasn't a lot, I wasn't young enough and I wasn't a taxpayer then. Think about the good things that have happened when Obama took president. 30 million people got health care that never had health care before that because of private capitalistic um, ideologies. Yes. They were rejected from having insurance, which is a basic human right, the right to health care, the right to be treated if you're sick. Obama helped give them health care. 30 million people. Obama ended the war in Afghanistan. Uh, I thought you said he was a wartime president. He was, but he ended the war in Afghanistan. Now he kept, you know, he was trying to end the war in Iraq. Yeah, I'll give that. There you go. Come on. There you go. You got to give credit when credit's due. He killed Osama bin Laden. Well, Trump killed, uh, what's his name? the, The guy from Iran. Okay, who has committed more acts against against the United States? Osama bin Laden was in charge of fucking 9-11. Well, I know, but I'm not trying to compete, compare on that sense, but I'm just saying, like, that's just another counter thing I'm, I'm going to... 
you know, like Trump killed a major leader just like Obama killed a major leader, you know. Like, okay, Obama uh, helped us during the financial crisis get out of the financial crisis that George Bush, Bush left us a heaping pile of shit. Saved the banking industry, saved the... Uh, or just bailing out the billionaire cronies. What do you mean? Bailing out the billionaire cronies. In- I mean, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but it also helped bring our country from the worst recession since the Great Depression. So, yeah, did was it perfect? No. Did I say Obama was perfect? No. But he actually helped me out. I was able to have health care until I was 26 because of Obama. Otherwise, I would have been kicked off my health care at age 18. I was able to actually get student loans that covered my college because my parents couldn't pay for it. But at the same time, we're also going to – you got to bitch the fact that college is way too expensive in the first place. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I was able to actually go to college because of laws that Obama – That were put had. in place, yes. Yes. So, yeah, my life was 10 times greater because of Obama. Yeah. Donald Trump, what has happened – be- to help me, nothing. I got a $1,200 check during a pandemic that was passed by Democrat majorities. But in what month? It was a one-time check. Yeah, it was a one-time check. Other countries have gotten- I still haven't gotten my taxes back. <laughs> right, you still haven't gotten your fucking taxes back. Cream cheese over here I on know. the sideline. Like, other shit, sub me in, man. Countries, they're getting $2,000 a month until next year. So- yeah, the Republicans don't give a shit about us. And until people open their fucking eyes and actually look and think for themselves and actually look past Fox News and actually look at who these laws and policies are benefiting, you'll see that we actually have a lot more in common, Democrat and Republican, because what it is is the class thing. There you go. It's a class thing. The fucking elites are the ones who are protecting their interest, and all of us at the bottom are the ones who are hoping, ooh, one day something will trickle down to us. Well, nothing is going to trickle down. We're just getting fucked up the ass, and nobody's doing anything about it. But because, they're, but, they're just but you know what? Us up based off of they're doing like that, this. and also they're giving, like you say, these tax breaks to the wealthy to make yeah. them more money, and then yeah, they're we're, making themselves more money, and every once in a while, we'll get pennies. We'll get pennies. Ooh, I got a. Oh my god! There. Oh, oh my god! There's a. Uh, th- there's a pandemic going on. We'll give you twelve hundred dollars one time. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars to cover your rent for one month. Good luck for the rest. And then trying to make it out. Like, like, the, like it's a race thing, or, or if yeah, it's trying a, to make it out like it's welfare, when these people are being unemployed through no choice of their own, through the shitting the bed of the government people in charge. So. No. And you know what? Speaking of big government, I want you to I, – I, this has just been – this is another psalm story that's been laid on my heart. Sunday sermon. I want you to give me your honest opinion on libertarianism. Bullshit. Well, what, why is it you think that it's complete bullshit? Do you, do you not thought, think that – do you not of making everything work by taxing people less – Okay, that's great. So, and if if you tax people less, then they have more to spend in the economy, in a sense. Okay, but the government 
that means less money going to the government to provide services to people. But the money – no, 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 no. It's just rerouted in a, in a different way like you say. If you spend it in the economy and the economy's booming, then that in return helps pay for other okay, things so of that nature. So we have to rely on the good humanitarianism of all these government programs that would then become private. So we have to rely on, oh, the healthcare system to actually give a shit about us because that's worked out so fucking good. Oh, we have to rely on these big corporations to actually be decent human beings and decent. But you already people. know they're not. They're going to choose the exactly. money over that. That's why you have to have government to hold go business uh, accountable. Why? Like, like, why is it? They think that having no little to no government is the best idea. Like, and you, they like want liberty and freedom. Well, that's great. I get it, but. Just because you may want liberty and freedom doesn't mean that everybody else will want that. These corporations, yeah, they're all for libertarianism because they have no checks on their power. They have no checks on their power. They have no checks on how much money that they can make or how much they can fuck us over. And so, like, as an example, we were going to go to the whole libertarian event, but it, it got canceled, didn't it? Yeah. And so... Like, if you were to ask Spike Cohen one question, what 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 is it you would ask him? Do you truly believe what you say? Do you truly believe that we could, that, you know, that a person living in the projects in the middle of Chicago. Not even Chicago. No, let's, no not even Chicago. In the middle of downtown Birmingham and on the west side of Birmingham. Okay. Do you believe that they truly have the same opportunities afforded to them? that you or I would in a libertarian society by having no government control at all and having but strictly then the, relying on the goodness of businesses. But at the same time, half of their prison sentences would be expunged and they wouldn't have for all the people okay, about great, great. drugs. Okay, see, I saw that is an actually, that's a liberal uh, position, but first off, second off, that has nothing to do with being able to get a job. What I'm saying is, it, it would help them get a job because all their records are expunged from the decriminalization of, of the I'm marijuana. Saying, right. But what I'm saying is when it comes to unfair hiring practices, which the government has created laws to prevent, that if those go just magically go away because we have smaller government, we have to rely on the goodness of businesses to just be fair. Will that ever fucking happen? No, because we are fallen creatures and we are greedy motherfuckers. When it all boils down to it. Yes, we are, and we all are. And so to hold these businesses and these people accountable, you need a government entity. That is how we have come to be as a society, thanks to the Enlightenment thinkers, saying that you have to enter into a social contract. But as an example, let me counter that. Like, What about the government getting too involved in your lives, though? There's a different the, – is there not a, is a drawn line, like a happy medium? Like, Because yeah. then once they do that, then they're going to want to invade in your privacy yeah, and do all that sorts of shit. I agree. That's, that's too much government interference, but that's not what I'm preaching. You're, you're, you're preaching big government, and I'm, I'm giving you – Accountability. <sighs> preaching accountability. Accountability, but – Socialism in a social like dem democratic socialism is mainly about how the government can fix people's problems whenever the government no, should. No, 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 no. It is the people having control to fix their own problems and using the government as a tool to help us get there. Not the government using the people, the people using the government.
That is what democratic socialism is. Hallelujah. Holy shit, that felt good. So it is the people taking back control. That is what democratic socialism is. Democratic, a democracy. It's not socialism. It's not just the one word. It's two. Yes, democratic socialism. And socialism is empowering people to hold businesses and entities. Whenever people – but my thing is, though, whenever people say socialism, they're going to be like, oh, well, you just want to take from the rich and give to and the poor. you're a the whole. fucking idiot. That's my fourth one today. You're a fucking idiot. Research and look up a definition and don't trust what you say. And, or everybody everybody gets a piece of the pie is what they're yeah. saying. Which, God forbid, people get an equal dis distribution of wealth. Do you know how much wealth this country has? How much? $98 trillion worth of wealth overall. That could honestly wipe out the debt. Do you know how much, if, if we're putting it into a pie? for Just, just for us? Yeah. Pie. And there's 10 slices to equal 100%, right? How many slices are controlled by the top 20% in this country? I was going to say less than that. I'd say 1%. Or... By the top 20% wealthiest people in this country? I'd say 8 or 9 Nine slices. Damn! Nine out of ten slices. So that leaves one slice for another 80% of the top 20. And that's quote-unquote trickle-down economics, trickle -down right? Trickle-down economics right here. So of that top, uh, of those nine slices, guess how much wealth is, okay, of the 90% of wealth, guess how much is covered or controlled by 1%. How much? Four out of those nine slices. So the top 1%, the wealthiest of the wealthiest, your billionaires, Bill Gates, yes, Bezos, all that. Uh, almost half of that 90% of the wealth. So that leaves one slice for the other 80% of America. Uh, yeah, more like, if you yeah. want to get realistic, 90% of America. Right. <laughs> so the rest of America has Gets one, one slice, fucking slice of the wealth. And you got to divide it in and, such. Oh, yeah. Key, oh, I'm still going. Oh, shit. So if you want to do it in pie slices, you God, have one I'm tripping. slice. So what's left is the upper middle. <laughs> the middle, and the lower, okay? Yeah. The upper middle class has half of that one slice. The middle class has what's uh, left is like um, crumbs. I was going to say the crust. Crumb, yeah, like crumbs. <laughs> and then guess how much the lower class, which is 20% of this country, has? They actually have negative, so they get the bill. Their average person in the bottom 20% has $6,000 in debt. So $98 trillion and $97 trillion out of that, 95 to $97 trillion out of that is controlled by 20% of the people in this country. That is fucked up. That's another joint for another day. Yeah. But all that to say, yeah, should Bill Gates, should Jeff Bezos pay more in their taxes? Fuck Yes. What, what, what about people say, well, they earn that. That's their money. Half of them didn't even earn it. They got it handed down from their family, like Donald Trump getting a small loan of a million dollars to start his company. Fuck you and your puppy nipples. But, okay, nobody's taking away from the fact that you earned it. But who actually earned that money for you? Were you out there every day working your ass off? No, it was us, the working class that built your company into what it is. Because you got to have to, shit. you you have to have workers. Exactly. So why then do you pay your workers pennies on the dollar of what you earn? Even though we're not, as a matter of fact, I will say we're, we're, I'm, I don't want to use Amazon right now because they at least pay their starting wage is fifteen bucks an hour compared to other companies. So we're I'm we're, we're going to say, say in yeah. general, 
like these companies, they wouldn't be big, there big business companies. Yeah, yeah. They would not be there without their workers. You need to pay them what they're worth. God dog, man. That is just, and it's also like 90% of about the workforce today. You know what? People would actually stay there if you paid them. If you paid them what they're worth. Or you know what? Let's pay us hazard. Oh, oh my God. What about hazard pay? The if fact that if you pay them more, yeah, maybe you cut down a little bit on what you make each year, but it'll pay off for you more in the long term with stability when it comes to workers staying, not having turnover. Your workers are going to be more inclined to do a better job, which means higher uh, output. And higher customer satisfaction. Yes. Like, Jesus, it's common sense. But they don't give a shit because they know that people will still buy it. But all that to say, yeah, it's capitalism without any checks on it, without any regulations on it. That's what happens. Extreme inequality in this country, which is what we're living through. Democratic socialism, I think, is an answer to it. Okay, but like as an example, through the whole fact of libertarianism, is it just you just find it unfeasible? Yeah, it's unfeasible because and, and human as, nature, I, by human nature, we will not just be good. No, because there are always going to be that one bad batch. Yeah. So all that to say, we can rant. That's another joint for another day. But to give a brief overview, I agree with some certain social aspects of libertarianism but the financial and economic sides no not one bit because i mean they just want to they they don't believe in taxing people yeah, but how else got, do you get your money got everything how would you get your money to pay for roads and right. all that stuff right. oh well private industry okay so then let's say with roads governments control it's already shitty as is the governments yeah the roads are already shitty as is so really no trust a private company are they going to be inclined to go put roads in lower income areas no. Where if they have people that rent it out to them to, to pay them to do shit, I mean. Where are you going to be more inclined to build quality roads? In the high-end district where everybody's going or in the low-end district? I was going to say the, in, the interstate and stuff, but yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, get, so, I get your gist. No, yeah. it's, it's so much corruption and leads to more inequality. But another joint for another day. So any last uh, – any last – ideas any last comments like we said at the beginning of the episode it's just the fact that we want to encourage conversation and the fact of you know what if you are a republican i may judge you a little bit but at the end of the day i'm still gonna listen to what you have to say and i would would like to and, and i would like the same respect in return yes i'll hear you out i know you're wrong i feel no it's not the fact that i know you're wrong i just i feel in my it's just not agreeing feel it in my bones that you're wrong but I'm going to give you the same respect that my Uncle James gave me. Yes. And that is to hear me out and respect my opinion. And he probably thought I was wrong. And I thought that he was wrong. <laughs> but you know what? We sat and had a drink and we talked about it. And is I, it, expect, it that, that, I demand that same respect in return. Damn. I'm not just going to ask you for respect. No, I'm going to demand it. Because, because you demand I, that of yeah. Me. So why shouldn't I demand that of you? It's called accountability, bitches. Okay? Bitches and hoes, too. So with that being said, if y'all enjoyed this, we want to hear about it. We want to hear your comments. If you think that we were right, wrong. Or, or you know what? In a perfect world, if you plan on thinking that libertarianism is a profitable party. Yeah, I would love to have a discussion with you. We both would. If you want to see me shit in the middle of 280. 
please no, vote, vote for, for Doug Jones. Vote for Doug Jones 2020. Vote for Doug Jones. That's a very shitty way of getting his support, but you know what? If it, it works, works, it works. If he gets elected... Shit happens, man. Shit, shit happens. happens. I will drink milk and magnesia, okay? It'll be a good one. <laughs> it's a spray by. So, with that being said, y'all make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever else the hell you hear this saying this. To my neighbors up above us that hear us ranting each week, Thank you for not judging us. We hope, hey, if you ever are listening and want to come down, come on down. You hear us yelling all the time. We're, we're just people who, in general, just have a great concept of want, wanting to be on a podcast. Yeah. We are always welcome. Open for discussion. Open for discussion of people that will show up. So y'all have, a great, <laughs> y'all have a great rest of your week. And Zach, take us out. What do we always say? Changing your perspective episode after episode at a time. Y'all have a great rest of your week.